You know this song, right? No. No. Did I blow my mind on the wild side Singing hallelujah to him every night With you With you And I'm not gonna lie Say I've been alright Cause it feels like I've been living upside down What can I say? I'm surviving Calling happy sheets to see another day what can I say? I'm surviving And I'm gonna be fine, I'm gonna be fine I think I'll be fine Here we go, opening up the AD Vantage Point Been a while, I haven't been on the air since November We're back in Guys, that was Bastille with a little surviving, and I think that's the best thing we can say about this whole situation is that we're barely surviving, so I hope you like that little lead-in. But now that we're back, I have a special guest today. Okay, so get ready for this. Guys, we're bringing in Grace Weigel, senior Walt Women High School cross-country indoor track, outdoor track, which is really outdoor track and outdoor track now. It's not indoor track anymore, but... Um, Grace is a senior. She's going to be heading on to Stony Brook University next year uh, on an athletic scholarship and an academic scholarship, of course, uh, because Grace is just one of those kids that just has to seem the whole package. Um, welcome, Grace. Hi. Yeah. Hi. How are you? Grace, I got I to ask you the first question. You, when you ran in the States, and Grace ran in the state cross-country championship last year, uh, 2019, and... Um, Tell us a little bit about that experience first, Grace. Tell us about that experience upstate. Yeah, definitely. So about a week before we ran at county championship state qualifier, like at Sunken Meadow, and it was freezing. Like it was really like Long Island and cold. And I wasn't really, I was kind of on the fence about if I was going to go to states or not. It was really like a close, like I was in the top 10. It was like there was a lot of girls around my time. So... I did, obviously. And then we went up to Plattsburgh on like a Friday and it was freezing. And we got there like, I can't remember what night it was, but it was really cold. We were all pretty like prepared to run the cold. I mean, we were all ready for it. We we're all from Suffolk though. So it wasn't like, wasn't really normal. I mean, compared to the upstate girls that have been running freezing cold temperatures since like literally September, October it would be like October would start snowing. So yeah, um, we got up at like 7 a.m. and it was like, I would say seven or eight degrees out and the boys went before us. So we, we started running, I think my race is 12.30. And we started, um, we all got on the bus, all the section 11 girls, we were all in the same race with um, Caitlin Tui, you know, mm -hmm. familiar probably. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know who Caitlin Tui is. <laughs> yeah. So we were all ready. Like we got there around like 10 a.m. It was freezing cold. We were luckily we were like allowed inside. I mean, this was before the virus, obviously, so it was a lot easier. But um, yeah, and I mean, we all we were all prepared for it. It was pretty. It was freezing, and you know, I mean, we we're all like there was a lot of um, like I don't know. We had a lot of uh, it wasn't normal because we usually ran like 
any states we would be at Sunken Meadow typically. This is the first time I was in Plattsburgh. So, I mean, there was a lot of rules that were kind of bent for it. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was great. We ran, went right back inside immediately. Like you said, like, we literally finished. We had tinfoil all over us. Like, it was <laughs> freezing. Like, it was really cold. But, I mean, it was, like, the course was um, three miles instead of a 5K, 3.1. So, I mean, our times were different, but overall, I think we all did really well, especially in the Section 11 girls. There's a few of us. I mean, I don't know if you know Fiona McLaughlin. She was from sure. Comac. She graduated last year. And, like, just, like, I mean, it was a great group of girls. Like, I mean, we were all, like, around the same times. So we all pushed each other. Like, it was a Section 11 team as well as, like, it wasn't just me. It was Section 11, you know? Sure. Yeah. So now you have that great opportunity. You run your um... – you run your indoor track in, in the winter time, and then uh, we managed to get to the they managed to get to states in indoor track, and then all of a sudden March thirteenth the door was shut, and yeah. and you have no outdoor season. Um, what was your initial thoughts during that time? I mean, really, like honestly, coronavirus came as a shock to everyone. Like it was like it just hit. Like I sure. the day before nationals, it was canceled. Like we were not planning on it. Like I was with you and the team like a few days before, and we were almost sure we would have nationals at the armory. And I mean, so like we were, I was still training the same way. Nothing had changed and school just closed. So, I mean, after that, I still kept my training, but it was really hard. Cause you know, it really just came out of nowhere. We were all under isolation. Like, I mean, but and like we weren't running together, like yeah. the team working together, it was really hard, but I mean, Honestly, it was it was pretty hard to adapt, but it was like it was still pretty helpful. It still is right now, but I mean, sure. um, it was like especially in March. I was still training. I was more doing distance training because at that point, March, April, like spring track was kind of out of the picture. They canceled nationals. They canceled spring season pretty early. I can't remember when, but yeah. so basically, I was preparing for cross country because that was the next thing in the fall. So I mean. Yeah, I was doing distance training. I was um, lifting at home. And then I was doing those sort of workouts on my own. Like, it's just kind of getting acclimated to the different, like, training, I guess. Sure. And then, they, yeah. and, and then Section 11 shut us down in the fall. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, you know, a lot of people know my feelings about that, that I was, um, yeah. I was quite angry about it. And, uh, you know, I felt we could have run the low-risk, low and moderate risk sports yeah. like the rest of the state or most of the state. I shouldn't say all the state, but most of the state. Um, so there was another little monkey wrench thrown in. Um, but then when they said January 4th, we could start actually start the indoor season. Um, what were your initial thoughts with the fact that it was not going to be run indoors at Suffolk Community College like we had originally planned for? Yeah, honestly, I wasn't 100% sure how it was going to end up working out outside. You know, it's freezing out. Like, it was really hard to, like, especially the track events, like, sprinting. And, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it was really, like, I couldn't even picture. Because even springtime in March, it was starting to get nicer out. It would never be as cold as it would be when we're running now. But, I mean, honestly, the girls' team and me, like, I adapted pretty well to it. I mean, now we're just used to it. We're training outside. We all like we're just used to it at this point, especially the meets. We've got into our first like a uh, couple meets, and it's been great. I mean, honestly, I think we've all performed really well. And I mean, it's been cold, but we've got used to it. And you know, we're like all the girls on the team are great, and they're um, really hardworking. I mean, we all show up and we all do our events and we try our best, and that's all. 
on the Canasco right now. Right? No, and, and being a captain on the team, Grace, it's, you know, it, I've noticed that with this girls track team. It's a small group of girls, but yet they're all committed uh, to a point where I, I, I don't see that kind of commitment normally, especially with the conditions that you guys are under. I mean, listen, the, the last meet last week was cold. There's no question yeah. about it. Yeah. Sunday, we have another one home. It's cold. I mean, some schools, yeah. some schools right now have canceled that their meets yeah. uh, in anticipation. I mean, I, I've kind of pulled the trigger and said, I'll leave it up to you guys. I mean, you guys, you guys ready to run on Sunday or, or are we going to run? And yeah. yeah, and I know you want to. I know, yeah. I know you want to. We're going to keep it safe for you, of course. I mean, you got the, yeah. you guys got to use the North Gym occasionally for that. Yeah. But so, yeah. so now with you know now with the winter season kind of coming to a close in a couple of weeks, we're going to be done. You get, you'll get probably a week or so off uh, prior to the start of cross country season now, which yeah. is going to be March first. So, as a runner, as a distance runner, does that affect you your mindset differently? It, you know, your biological clock says you should have run cross country in, in yeah. September. So now you got to get geared up for March. How do you, how do you think you're going to acclimate to that changeover now going to cross country at a weird time of year? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I feel like the last four years I've been running for Whitman. It's been like a straight cross country, winter track, spring track. It's been like distance training all summer, all fall, and then into sprinting sprinting workouts, intervals, you know, it's like a whole system. And I mean, now that that's completely out of order, like, I mean, I've been doing sprint workouts right now, but I've been able to keep my mileage up on the days that I'm not. And I've been kind of preparing for cross country season. Cause if you don't do mileage and it's just going to hit you immediately. Right. And that every distance runner knows that. So, I mean, I've been really like um, trying to incorporate some distance workouts into my training now, just, in preparation for because I mean honestly cross country is my favorite sport probably over track sometimes I love it I'm a distance runner I've always been a distance runner and I've just always prepared for that I mean like I'm just I'm ready for cross country season it's my favorite honestly I think we'll enjoy it a lot more I think the distance running outside in the fresh air should be Nice. <laughs> a little bit better. A little bit better. It might be a little snow on the ground, maybe in March, yeah. maybe even in early April. Yeah. But I think you've you know you dealt with that before. It's a little reverse. I mean, you could be running the end of the season in eighty degree weather, which is going to be a little bit of a change too. So yeah. So when when we brought when we brought you up in in uh, middle school, when you guys when you came up to the high school, that was that was a was that a difficult transition for you initially, being the young kid coming yeah, up? I'm, yeah. Uh, I was, yeah, I mean, I wasn't really, like, I was pretty ready, I was excited for it, and I wanted to run, so I think that helped a lot, I enjoyed the sport, I still do, but I think enjoying the sport is a huge part of distance running, you have to love it, you can't not, like, enjoy what you're doing and have the work pay off, like, um, eighth grade, I came up, and there was a lot of great girls that were there, that, like, Kathleen Dugan, sure. and, I mean, Molly's on the team now, but, um, they were all there and they loved to distance like we had a good group of girls especially on the distance team there was a good five or six of us which is like compared to some years is big and five and six girls that want to run which is even better like, right so it was great i mean they were all the best and like we all learned and we all trained together and it was it was a great time so i mean it was a it was a hard transition in the way for training because i hadn't trained really at all like middle school track was not as serious as great like Whitman, like clearly, but yeah. So I mean, um, yeah. I mean, it was a pretty tough transition at first, but I got used to it, and the girls on the team made it a lot easier. Good, good. Mm -hmm. And and you know, you. 
I guess the part of it with cross country, you know, it's they think of it as the loneliest sport out there because yeah. it's really it's really yeah. you in the road, you know. And yeah. but do you have a running partner? Is there someone that you run with on a regular basis, or is it pretty much just you go out and run yourself? Yeah, I mean, over quarantine, it was just me to be honest. Uh, like, there's not a lot of distance girls on the team now. I did run with the boys team since September. We've been doing workouts together, which have helped me a lot. I mean just having people around my time and even faster than me especially is like such a big help i mean it pushes me so much more than i can imagine like i'm in over quarantine it's great to be training but it's a completely different thing when you're training with a bunch of people faster and your speed like people pushing you and people motivating you and i mean Conway's team does that and it's great and i've loved being like practicing with them and getting that opportunity so yeah so you you're moving on to stony brook yeah. Um, you're going to run cross country for them. Uh, are you also going to run track for them or just cross country? Yeah, yeah both. I'm doing Everything. Okay. So did you think when we came up as an eighth grader and maybe even a ninth grade that you'd be where you're at right now, was that your goal or has it just happened that way? It just happened. I mean, I was here to train and I started off my 3000 time was my best in seventh grade spring track, which was my first, like my best middle school time was 1242. And I remember that exactly. And I could never, like I would, I came up and we would go to the armory as an eighth grader and I wouldn't even run against the girls. And I just literally, I would just watch. Like I never imagined being in those races that are like seated races with the top girls in the state, in the country, even like I could never even imagine that. And I mean, coming into my junior year with a time of like, 10, or yeah, 1017. Like I dropped like literally two minutes and 30 seconds over my whole time being here at women. It was, I could never imagine. I mean, I would see myself getting faster and progressing obviously, but never to the point I was, I was really proud of myself in that. Yeah. Now think about this for a second, because you said 1017. Do you know what the world record in the 3000 is off the top of your head? Um, no, I'm not really sure. Probably, I mean, so, I mean I'm assuming it's sub nine minutes. Nine, like 30s, I yeah, I would, I would think it's yeah. sub nine minutes. So, so when you really think of something like that, you're less than a minute off a world record, which is, yeah, which is really cool for three thousand, yeah. which is really cool for three thousand yeah. meters. You know, but do you, you know, you mentioned Caitlin Tui before, okay? Mm -hmm. Now I, I go back and I'm, I'm a big watching track. I mean, I'm a, believe it or not, I love track meets. I've watched mm -hmm. track since I was a kid. I threw the shop up, but that doesn't matter because I. Was too heavy. It's too heavy to run sprints, I guess, and I was never going to be built for distance. But the the one thing I've always loved about track is just the way the events are run, how the people run them, and who's running them. So in my era, you know, the 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 great male runners, Frank Shorter was like a great male runner. He was a marathoner. Mary Decker was like another one who was who was a great runner, but who never really achieved. I've watched um, Emma Coburn recently on yeah. YouTube who's a does 3000 meter steeplechase and just amazing yeah. the athleticism that, you know, the, and not just the American runners, but all runners have in that case. I mean, I'm kind of a four by one. I love watching the four by ones and the four yeah. by twos too. I mean, everyone does. It's the best event. It's like high intensity. But some, yeah. for some reason you become enamored with the distance runners because the mentality that you have to have. So you, you mentioned them. So do you have a hero? You know, I like heroes. Everybody got heroes that I have. Yeah. In India. So do you oh. have a hero? Someone you um, emulate as a runner. Distance running? Hmm. I would have to think about that. Honestly, Emma Coburn is really like, I've been following her for years. Have like, you really? Like an eighth grader, she was like someone I looked up to. And my sophomore year, September, do you know the hookah one mile? I don't know if you've ever heard. It's no. usually on the island. 
So a bunch of like elite runners that are signed to like Brooks, Nike, Adidas, all of them, they um, do the run one mile race, all the distance runners. And Emma Coburn went there once. Really? And she, yeah, she was like a surprise like guest. Like there's a few of them that they don't really say are going and like, but sophomore year was in Bayshore, she went, I got to meet her. And it was just like, she has always been one of my inspirations. Like even she, I've watched like her steeplechase. I've never ran steeplechase, but seeing her as a distance runner, I see her training programs. I see all of it. And like, it's just insane. Like she's extremely disciplined and it clearly pays off. Like she's one of the best, like, um, American distance runners today, Olympic distance runners today. It's insane. Even in the world, actually, she, I think she came bronze at bronze in the last Olympics. Right. Yeah. The one, the one race that killed me with her, not to just talk about Emma Colburn because this is about you, but the one race I always said when she went out with the pace setter and then became the pace setter and ended up winning the race by 60 meters. It was, it was ridiculous that that, that nobody could catch her. I mean, this is the, this is the intensity, but that's the mentality you have to have as a runner. I think is a distance runner is to the the ability to go out alone and not run with the pack. And, and and again, I think you've shown that otherwise, you know, you you, you don't get the States just by running behind someone is the way I kind of look at this. So, you know, you're to be so commended on your career here and talking about Walt Whitman for a second. Um, you haven't been exposed to your teachers as much. You're a hybrid. You're on hybrid, I would assume. Yeah. You're in and yeah. you're out half the time. So the relationships developed with teachers is not the same as it was in the past. But do you have, and I always like putting kids on the spot with this one, do you have a favorite teacher? Is my this, favorite teacher? Um, yeah. This year, my favorite teacher, I would have to say, is Miss Latko. She's the okay. best. There's literally, I've had her in my junior year and I've had her in my senior year. She's the best teacher. She, I mean, both they like when we went to counties and we got all our times in. Like she was the first one to recognize that she told the whole class, and she's just a teacher. Like she, like she congratulates everyone. Like literally, art, sports, any type of achievement you have, she's the one to recognize it, call it out, and she's just the best teacher. She's so caring. I mean, she and she's not like a hardworking teacher. You could recognize it. Like she cares so much, and she's willing to like work overtime for you. She's just the best. Yeah. And who's your favorite phys ed teacher? Cause I could never let them go without a little <laughs> bit of prop. Ed? Yeah. You gotta, I gotta, I gotta get my phys ed guys in there too, because somehow they're, they're never, the, they're never the favorite for some reason, you know, I have Savage this year, the new gym teacher. He's pretty good. I like him a lot. Yeah. Okay. Fitness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's one of the, he's one of the permanent subs. He does a nice job. Who's your, uh, yeah. who's the, uh, virtual teacher for you? Is it him too? Or is um, it? Bodenberg, yeah. Bone virtual, yeah. yeah. So, which is something that's kind of unique now going forward. Hey, yeah, what, right. what are you going to, what are you going to major in over at Stony Brook? I'm going to major in health sciences. I'm kind of on the pre-nursing track, but as an athlete, I just think it would be easier to do the four years of health sciences and do like a fifth year when I'm not running of just a fast track nursing program. Okay. And running, yeah. uh, running obviously is, is a sport for life. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I kind of go by the old, you don't know who Satchel Page is. He was an old baseball player from way, way, way back in the 40s. But his secrets to life was to avoid running at all times if you wanted to live a long, long life. So I've kind of lived that. But is there any other activities you like to do aside from running? Because, like, we sit there and go, well, you know, running, oh, my God, who the hell is going to do that? You know? Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, I mean, I love sports. I love biking. I mean, I love my mom's a biker. She was um, – 
did a few triathlons, one of them in Chicago. Yeah, she's right. an athlete too as well. She ran the half marathon with wow. off. And yeah, she's amazing. So that's so, so that's the yeah. question. Are you are you you gonna you gonna be a try at some point? You're gonna try the try? Uh, yeah, probably when I'm out of college. I mean, when okay. I'm done focusing completely on running and track and cross country, I'm probably gonna spend more time doing that because it's amazing. Like she's amazing. She was went to Chicago. I don't know when, but yeah, oh, she, uh, then, yeah. That's pretty cool. Now, did, did cool. Have, have you tried any halves or um, marathons? Yeah. I ran the Boston Half Marathon a few times. I okay. ran it in 2017, I believe, in 2018. Oh no, 2018, 2019. So yeah. the Boston, you went up to Boston and ran the half. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you haven't run any. Of the, you haven't run any of the local halves though. No, 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 no. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, my my daughter took it. She tried to run a, a half. She was not a distance runner by any stretch. She, I, <laughs> down the one down in Bayshore, I, I fed, uh, she ran a, the flat one down in Bayshore. And it's uh, like, I think it's the Long Island half marathon. Long Island half. Yeah, she was out of work for a week. <laughs> so, so it's fine. I said I'll always drive the pace car for her. I told her, you know, so don't, don't worry about that. But listen, Grace, you know it's. I guess you've got to get ready for uh, for Sunday. It's uh, it's going to be a bit chilly out there. So, you know, a day like Sunday, knowing full well it's probably going to be 20 degrees, you know, there's going to be some wind because there's always wind at Walt Whitman on the backstretch, no matter what day of the week it is and what time of year it is. Um, you're going to be running the 3,000 on, on uh, Sunday? I think I'm running the 15 and the 1,000. Oh, 15 and the 1? Yeah. Okay, good. So preparing for those two races um, – and knowing the conditions you're going to have to run against, what is it you do mentally to prepare for something like that? I mean, honestly, it takes me a lot to get ready mentally, like the day before. Honestly, I'm ready. Like, that's when I start completely focusing on what I'm going to do, my race tactic, everything. Like, even just getting ready up to the point of being able to face the cold. Like, I think that's a big part of it now that's, like, we never had beforehand. I mean, in Suffolk, it was, like, sure. if anything, it was a little bit warmer. So, like, now it's, like, just facing the cold. But, it's like, how am I going to prepare warming up like i mean it's it's hard you have to think of, like now there's a lot of factors that come into it so sure. i mean yeah um pretty mentally honestly i just um i just like honestly just think about like just getting it done you know like just getting the times in and just getting my time that i want and not even like against ward melville more about just me like i mean i've been training i know sure. my i know my splits and just keeping to it like mechanically like i mean i'm just very um i'm a very mechanical runner i mean by the 200 i like to keep my pace like right. i've always been like that that's what comes out like anytime i've ran a great race i've done it like exactly how i wanted it by the 200 meters i want my same splits every single time not off by like a second that's how i've always just been it has always worked for me and I mean, that's how it is for every race, not even like state, state quals, just dual meets also as well. Like coming out Sunday, I just want to stick to my time that I plan and um, care more about my time than I mean, really a placement, if anything. Sure, sure. I mean, that's important. That, it's it's going to be tough. Everybody knows that. But that's why I said I think that's why there's like a special place in my heart for kids like yourself and, and everybody else that's on the track team right now for doing what you're doing, boys and girls teams. Um to run under these conditions and to just to say, you know, listen, I'm glad they're letting us play and we'll do whatever we have to, to play. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's where we're at right now. I mean, the high risk kids coming in are going to have to do a little bit more. They have to get mandatory COVID testing now weekly yeah. in order to do it. But I think, you know, the one thing I love about this place is how the kids just buy in when you need them to buy in to something. And I want to thank you 
specifically as being one of the captains that helps us get that done. So, yeah, so anything else you want to add here as we close this off? Like before I go I into mean, my rant? Uh, not really. I mean, I'm just grateful to have my season and I'm grateful for Whitman. Whitman has handled this so like compared to other schools. I mean, it's just insane how we've handled this. And I'm really happy that I get to go to this school and experience this and, I mean, be able to overcome such a, like, honestly, this is, it's not how we wanted it, but I mean, I feel like Whitman's adapted to the point where as much as we can. And I mean, I'm really grateful for that. I'm grateful to be in a school that cares about everyone, the athletes, just everyone. Yeah. No, we're, we're grateful to have you, Grace. You're yeah, credit to, you're credit to Whitman. You're one of the, you're one of the good ones. And we're going to hate to, well, there's a lot of good ones, trust me, but you're, we're going to hate to lose you in, uh, in June, but, uh, I've said goodbye to many, many kids, and uh, it's 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 going to be a tough goodbye for everybody. But you know, thank you so much for all you've done and continue to do. And we're going to expect great things for you coming to the cross country and then the outdoor track season. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. All right, Grace, I'll let you go, and then I'll finish off my little spot, and then uh, <laughs> right. I'll get a hold of you and let you know when it's going to be up. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Have all right, Grace. One. All the best. See you out there. That was Grace Weigel, guys. Um, what a great kid. I mean, she's just she's just one of the favorites you can have here because just has so much life in her coming from us to us as a scared little eighth grader um, who really, uh, you know, was just getting her feet wet. You know, it was uh, her coach, uh, Kasaji, and then moved her up, uh, said, you know, you've got to see this kid go. And uh, she's developed into one of the top runners in New York State. Uh, and in the history of Walt Women High School. So we want to thank you for coming in, Grace, today. It was uh, it was great to have you, and it was a real honor on our part. And I'm not going to get into a rant here about what's going on, but, you know, what I'll do with my sports fans here in uh, Walt Whitman, uh, stay tuned for the videos on the YouTube channel. You can pick up the link on the YouTube channel for some of the things that we're doing here. This is on Anchor FM, which some of you subscribe to already. So that's great. I appreciate the listeners. It's good to be back. We're going to get back on a weekly uh, schedule here um, with the podcast. Fortunately, um, we'll have a little bit more time once we get the winter sports high risk going. We're just happy to be out there. But uh, as a representative of athletic directors throughout New York State and throughout the country, we are so lucky to be able to coach kids and be around kids like Grace Weigel. So, again, thank you, Grace. Uh, thank you for being a part of Walt Whitman High School and a part of uh, a part of a great program. Okay, guys, we're going to take you out with a little more surviving from Bastille because that's all we can do is survive through this. But I want to say good luck to everyone as they get ready for February 1st and the start of their high-risk sports. Good luck to the winter athletes going now as they continue. And the best of luck to the fall athletes as they start to get ready. God bless you all. Have a great weekend and stay warm. Like a thundercloud in November rain, is the black dog out running wild again for you? For you. God bless you all, guys. Best of luck to everyone. Enjoy the rest of January. See you in February.